Welcome to our weekly Wednesday Shir. Whoops, start it again. Welcome to our weekly Wednesday Shir. The Nishmas Harabachaser of Sholom Ben Rabishua and Gabriel Melech of Sholom, Ben Yabad Lachaim Tev Maruchim, Binyam Yayetz Shirchia. This Shabbos. Pashas Tzav, Shabbos HaGodl, and I'm sure everybody knows, it's also Erev Pesach. It's also Erev Pesach, a phenomenon that doesn't take place very often. Um, Most people say unfortunately. The good side of it is the davening shachris in the morning has to be very, very, very early. Uh, finishing eating chametz is anywhere between 10.30 and 11 o'clock, depending on where you are. You have to find out the local authorities <coughs> what time is the end of eating chametz. And... person finishes eating by 10.30, 11 o'clock in the morning... And you've already done Shachas and Musaf, and it's too early for Mincha. So you could technically sit down and uh, learn all day, prepare for the Agada. Or you can prepare for the Seder by just lying down and going to sleep for a few hours. So that everybody wakes up very, very happily. So the guy says, I wake up, sometimes I wake up grouchy, and sometimes I let him sleep. Everybody will wake up pleasant, and everybody can sit by the Seder with a lot, a lot of patience. Calm, cool, and collective after sleeping a whole day, Baruch Hashem. Even though we have to get up early morning, but the rest of the day is for you. And we'll soon discuss, Shabbos, Erev Pesach, Erev Pesach, Shabbos. We'll discuss, we'll discuss Shabbos HaGodl. A the three things that are coming together. Oh, <laughs> sorry. And of course, the most important is today's date. Today's date is Yud Aleph Nisan. The birthday of the Rebbe on Yud Aleph Nissen. The Rebbe is now 119 years old. And we start Kapitel Kuvchov, Kapitel 120, for the Rebbe's next year. Shtoetu Rebbe. Vasilas, what is the Rebbe? Why is it the Rebbe is so important to us? The birthday of the Rebbe? And what does it mean that we say the Rebbe's capital? There's a beautiful meaning of every day a person should say some Tehillim. But what one should definitely say is their own capital, 
which coincides with the years of their life. A person that is 41 years old, says Kapitel Membeis 42, because they're in their 42nd year of life. As per the birth of the Rebbe, the Rebbe is now 119 years. We've had the Rebbe as a Rebbe since his birth, which took place 119 years ago. What is a Rebbe? What is a Chassid? And what makes Yir Aleph Nisan so important to us? Ki Nasi Hu The Nasi is everything. The Nasi has what's known as a Nishama Klolis. The Yid, a Jew, a Jew lives and exists because of the chelik and likam and malmamish, the part of God that is bestowed, that is placed within us, known as the neshama. HaKadosh Baruch Hu took literally a part of himself and placed it into each and every person. And as HaKadosh Baruch Hu created Adam Rishon Vayipach Be'apov Nishmas Chaim HaKadosh Baruch Hu blew into him the neshama of life. And therefore, we exist because of our neshama. Now that means that we're alive because we have a neshama inside us, and if Rahman al a person passes away, the neshama goes back. But yet, we say every morning, or we say before that, returned to me my neshama. Now bear in mind, the tefillah of Maidani it's probably one of the holiest tefillahs and prayers that one says all day long. So holy is that prayer that we do not wait to wash Negevasa, we do not wait to wash our hands prior to the prayer. As soon as we open our eyes and prepare to get out of bed, prior to getting out of bed and washing Negevasa, one says, It is not necessary to wash your hands because this prayer, this tefillah, this thanks to HaKadosh Baruch Hu is above any kind of possible tumah, impurities, and therefore we don't wait to wash our hands first. What happened? He returned to me my neshama. Where was he? Where was she? Where was it? The neshama, when we go to sleep at night, goes lamaila, 
goes above and is given a booklet, a pinkas, a paper. And on this it says everything that the person did that day. And the Nishama signs it and confirms that this is what happened today with this person. The Nishama, in turn, after 120 years, the Nishama comes above again and is judged. On what basis? On all those signed papers and all those signed documents telling how the Nishama professed to all that went on in the person's life during the day. But we're only, and the reason for the Nishama is existing in this world is very straight because to make a dwelling place for HaKadosh Baruch Hu in this world. And therefore each and every one of us is a Migdash Ma'at, a small temple, a small tabernacle. And every mitzvah that we do, we are fulfilling HaKadosh Baruch Hu's yearn, HaKadosh Baruch Hu's reason for creating the world. And so each and every person has within themselves this Nishama Tahira. Each every each and every generation has a Nishama Klolis. The Nishama Klolis being a general Nishama. The Nishama Klolis being one that worries, cares, and is preoccupied with the entire generation. There are myriads of stories of hearing of how the Nishama Klolis, the Nasi, looks after the entire generation. So we ask in that case. Why now? You're telling me it's a Nishama Tahira, it's a Nishama Klolis that ruled and led this generation. Fine. Why are we now still involved with this Nishama if it has been returned the Maila? If it's been returned, why are we, why are we concerned with this Nishama? The Chazaka is a shepherd does not forsake his flock. And therefore, as a shepherd, a faithful shepherd does not forsake forsake the flock, so too the Nishama Klolis is always with his generation. always there for the generation, 
always existing for the generation and always taking care of the generation. And without fail, we Baruch Hashem always manage to hear, to see, or to experience something that tells us and that shows us a message of the Neshama Klolis, how we have to learn from it and what we have to glean from it. Glean. Baruch Hashem, we had just that recently. We had a story circulated last week. I forgot to tell it. At least on the year, I forgot to tell it. I told it to many other people. And the story was told, it happened on Erev Shabbos before Yom Kippur Nidcha. For Tishba Nidcha, I'm sorry. Tishba was Shabbos, which should be pushed off till Sunday. And this is on Friday. And these group of Bachrim, not Lubavitch Bachrim, came to the oil of the Rebbe. And there's a boy that sits there, always a man, you know, man, a boy that sits in his booth over there. He sits and learns, and people come in, they have a question, they want to know how to do something, they want to know how to write a pond, they want to put on film. Um, they want to know which book or what what chapters to read or whatever it is. He sits there to help them. This fellow was sitting there, and the Bachrim came over to this fellow, and they asked him. They heard that the Rebbe answers all questions. They wanted to know, how is that possible? How is it that the Rebbe answers all questions? And the fellow said, um, honestly, I'll tell you the truth, not many people discuss things with me here, but Tzufelig, today, a woman came in here, and she told me, she has, she's a single mother, she has a boy, and she wants to send them off to Yeshiva. She wants to put him in Yeshiva out of public school. But Yeshiva's tuition is quite expensive, and she can't afford it. She went to a few different organizations and places and people, and they all try to help her. But it doesn't fill the full gap, or she just can't. She can't come up with anything. Siddhartha so said, "Write a pun." So, letter to the Rebbe, and 
You go into the oil, and you dive. She did. She went into the oil, and she... She doesn't. Someone will pick up the chairs after three. She came out of the hill. And she was standing there, she was getting a cup of coffee. And a man came out that was also in the hill, the same time practically. Now he approached the boy and he said to the boy I have Baruch Shem money and I have I guess you'd like to call it extra money or a lot of money or whatever it might be I'd like to give it to Tzedakah but I wanted to go to something you know that I know that it went to and I, I know that it was so the boy left and he pointed to the woman standing there. And he told him her story. She has a little boy. She wants to send him to Yeshiva. But she has no money. The Bachan was talking to this guy. And he says that if you look over, you'll see the man is writing a check to this woman. I don't know if he's covering her bills or not. But he's writing her a check. He got answered. They asked the Rebbe who she gave tzedakah to. She got answered because she wanted, she asked the Rebbe for bracha to be able to pay tuition for her son. And now you guys are answered. Well, you see how the Rebbe answers everybody. This is a neshama klolus. This is a neshama that leads the generation. This is a neshama that doesn't leave the generation. And therefore, as chassidim and mikushadim to the Rebbe, as we say our own capital, and we say our spouse and our children's kapitlach, and our grandchildren's kapitlach, and those that have family, that have parents, you want to say their kapitlach? And of course, obviously, we say the Rebbe's capital. Kufi Tez, Kapitel 119, Chapter 119, Tilim. For those of you that are frequent, Tilim says, know that this is the longest Perik in Tehillim. It's a sequence of the Aleph Bays. It has eight psukim for every letter of the Aleph Bays. So, the Aleph Bays is 22 Asius. If you do the math yourself, you see how long this capital is. So now, I never bothered asking anybody, do you spend every day saying the Rebbe's capital? Wonderful world of WhatsApp. One of my children told me 
he was on a Kufya test group. They had a WhatsApp group, Kufya test, and everybody on the group, when you finish saying it, you signed, I said it, I did it today. And Baruch Hashem, I don't know, I have no idea how many people or whatever, but it's a very an interesting einfall, how people monitor themselves to make sure they said it, because if you're saying it, and you're showing other people you said it, and you have to answer to other people, then obviously you're going to make sure that you do it. But it could take some people up to 10, 15 minutes to say this capital, or longer. Um, did some people only say a few psukim, a few ACs a day, and divide it up in a week? Did some say it over a month? Did some say it every day? I really did not take a poll, I did not ask anybody, and it's not really truly anyone's business how everyone decides to connect to the Rebbe. <coughs> but the general populace of Hasidim said the entire Patek of Kufi test. So a few days ago, I had a, shall we call it brainstorm, or shall we call it Arab Pesach boredom, I can't imagine what it was. As I was saying, Kapitel Kufiyot test in the morning, it's the first thing I say after, I say my Ketelis in the morning, I say to, I say to Tanya, and then I say that was Kapitel Kufiyot test. Then I have other kapitel chitim that I say, and then I say chitas chumash, and the tilim I say after davening. So the other day, as I was saying kufiyotes, to me it's baruch Hashem. I, I have no problem saying kufiyotes. It doesn't take me hours. When they have sometimes groups of tilim that have to be said. If it's a family thing or something, I'll take kufiyotes right away, no problem. So as I was saying kufiyotes, I had a, a thought. All the chassidim that are saying kufiyotes on a daily basis, what are they doing with those extra ten minutes now? Now they're stopping to say kufiyotes, what are they going to do with those extra ten minutes every day? The extra five minutes, whatever it is. Kuf Chof is only a few psukim. So they have this void of time. So honestly speaking, it's not my business. <laughs> I have to know for myself, what am I going to do with those extra minutes? Will I say other kapitlach? Will I say something? Will I learn something? If I have those extra few minutes. What lesson did I take from this thought? What did I have this thought all of a sudden come into my head? And I said, it has nothing to do with my neighbor, my friend, my no, it has to do with me. Thinking it's a message to me, myself. Give a cook. Look how you is gerechent on every minute of your day. Every minute has a purpose. Every minute has a 
mission. I'm now going to have an extra few minutes daily because Kuf Yutes, I'm saying Kuf Chof. I don't have to think what everybody else is going to do. I have to think what I'm going to do. And I have to think, look how valuable every minute of your day needs to be. That when you suddenly notice that you have a change of minutes, that you have a blank of minutes in your day, the the first reaction, the first gut reaction is not, phew, I can relax more now. The first reaction, because it was a capital tillin, and it was connected with the Rebbe. The first reaction is, what do I do now in Dava Shabikdusha to add? And look at me now, how I realized how every living minute and second of my life has a purpose. A purpose which is stronger and greater and higher of being able to cause lasses like Dida Yisbarach B'tachtenim. My Neshama Klolis, the Rebbe, answered me, showed me, how, my kind, you now have to devote those extra minutes to something big dusha. And you also need to note how every other minute of the day is so important. And how one may not waste even a minute. And if one has a minute extra, it's either to learn, to say a capital tillim, to do Avas Yisrael with another Jew, to find somebody to put on tefillin, now to make sure people have matzahs, Every minute has to count in our life and our existence. Let us take a little focus to Pasha Tzav. Pasha Tzav is the second Pasha Chumash Vayikra, the book of Leviticus. I don't like to say that because I finally figured out how to pronounce it. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus. Not bad. Numbers. Pretty good. The last one, forget about it. Yeah, and I'm going to get all the voice notes telling me, Deuteronomy. No, thank you. Pasha, we had commanded, a constant, perpetual flame needs to be f- burning on the Mizbeach. It should not be extinguished. Which means to tell us that as long as, at every moment, every situation, the flame that's burning on the Mizbeach needs to cons- consistently burn without any cessation, without any kind of interruption. Now we were discussing how we are a temple, we are a tabernacle, we are our own Migdash. In that case, the Migdash has different kalim, has different vessels, 
What's the Mizbeach in our temple? The Mizbeach is the heart of the person. And just like the Mizbeach has to have a flame constantly burning, so too the heart of a person needs to have constantly the flame, the burning and the yearning for HaKadosh Baruch Hu and for Teirah Mitzvah. And this is therefore a very, very clear and popular lesson from the Pasha. This is what a person needs to worry about. That the Eish, which is Ahavas Hashem, the love for God, the flame, the Hislavas in Yanei Teirah, the Slavas in Yanei Mitzvahs, needs to be perpetually burning within the heart of the person and God forbid should never be extinguished. The Imari Yishalmi, if you keep his score at home, it's in Yuma. Yishalmi is a little different than Babli. It's Perek Dalit Halach Avov. Says, what does it mean when it says on the Mizbeach, Tomid, Afilu B'Shabbos? Even on Shabbos, the flame must burn on the Mizbeach. But another step, Afilu B'Tuma, even when the people were at a level of impurity. This halacha also. teaches us, these two different parts, teaches us a direct lesson in the flame which we have for the love of Hashem. The essence of Shabbos. Shabbos is a cut off, an entire cut off or or detachment from any mundane, worldly things. This is a day where we indulge in pure spirituality and in spiritual things only. Godly things. And therefore, one is totally, totally detached from any kind of worldly concepts. Now, it's a very simple thing today. To actually see that. To actually embody it. On a daily basis, we have our daily life business and shopping and talking on a phone and and texting and whatsapping and, and all the other social medias that people get to Shabbos is Shashtil this all gets shut down on Shabbos 
automatically you're detaching yourself from the mundane world. Unfortunately, we have a horrific Yetzirah. And that Yetzirah knows how to get into the Kishkes. Part of the Kishkes, the Yetzirah knows how to get into. is Shabbos. And the Yetzirah enjoys it immensely. The Yetzirah crawls into the Shabbos, the Shabbos Kodesh, and gives you all these different thoughts. The mundane thoughts, the weekday thoughts, the thoughts that, oh, a business thing, or a this that came up, or that that happened... Or sports. Or all the other things that the people can possibly think about. Even though they don't have their phones or their TVs or their computers or anything of the sort. The Yitzhahara comes attacking. The Yitzhahara comes in attack mode in a way that we can never figure out. In a way that we can never understand. And the Yitzhahara has us thinking about and all of a sudden talking about by a Shabbos table at Rahman al-Islam. Talking about a mundane worldly thing whether it be a business or a sport, whether it be Loshan Hara, even worse, because you're taking in both, you're taking in from all angles, Avedis, Loshan Hara, and on Shabbos. And so Shabbos gives us that beautiful example of how we need to detach ourselves totally from the mundane world. And therefore a person can think, since I'm detached from the mundane world, I don't have to be on fire to serve God. I'm all, it's pure spirituality, Shabbos, anyway. Therefore the Torah tells us, Tomid, the Tukadam is Beach, Leisich Bet, Tomid, Eish Tomid, even on Shabbos, this flame for Avedis Hashem needs to burn. This is a must for everything spiritual to every darga, every level, every situation that we need to elevate it and take it to the highest possible. From the other side, on the other hand, we can say the opposite. People take their spiritual levels, their spiritual situation, 
And they go down, and they go down to a concept of impurity of Tameim. And since they're Tameim, they think to themselves, they don't even have a connection to this Eshtamid, to this love, to this Slavos and Avedis Habere. They're Tameim. Tells us again the message, the lesson of the Teda, Tomid. It has to be Aish Tomid, even with Tuma. Even when one is in a low, low level of spirituality, they need to watch over the Aish Tomid. Adrabah, this heat of the Jew. This basic love of the God to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, This is an end game. This is the bottom line. For the flame that goes out to each and every person. The situation that brings down and takes up the Mila. Only the Eish HaKadosh. In the Kayach to give over, to be Masalik, and to emblazon the flame, this strange flame of Taivas Elamazah. Like the Mazichimagid said, As long as that perpetual flame is burning on the Mizbeach, I can guarantee, says the Magid, Loi, all the negativity, Sikhbe, will be extinguished. All the things, all the negativity, all the things that are the opposite of positive and beautiful and glorious, terminate and depart because of our age torment. This saying of the Magid as yet another explanation to the perpetuality of Eish HaTamid every time and every situation this is Slavos is perpetual and is ingrained in Teda Mitzvah and by having this we can exclude and eliminate all these other thoughts. This way of talking, these actions that are not proper, the flames and the slavos of the the temporary ones and change over, are not possible to be a person can't protect himself because unfortunately the Yitzhahara is so involved however if Eish Tomid if the person constantly sees to it the flame is, in, is burning and he takes it uh, I'm confused.
to a short, short time even. Immediately, he puts it into, engraves it into his nefesh. All his feelings, all the dedications and devotions are within the person. A person needs to also watch out for what a person needs to be careful of by Eish Tamid Tukad we get rid of and we destroy. That's why each and every person needs to know that Eish Tamid in their Mishkan within them is the Yonah Teda Mitzvah Adon when you do it you do it with Chayas with flames or maybe they're done like mitzvahs that you're just automatic pilot we need to choose the way that this is how the tater kept and the mitzvahs are kept if he doesn't know if he has a doubt how to fulfill this or he needs to add and to beautify the mitzvahs And the Hidr of Mitzvahs is what ultimately embraces and bonds ourselves with the Nefesh and the Nefesh Apnimi and the Nefesh Aklolis and therefore it's Eish Tamid. It'll be perpetual forever and ever. one of the many things that there is to take away from Pasha Sav and how it connects us to Yud Aleph Nisan where we connect ourselves to our Neshama Kolis our Rebbe to go over quickly again these halachas of Erev Pesach Shechaldi Yisbishabas If anybody's interested, you can send you a PDF of a booklet that my dear son compiled. Very, very well done. With foot, with exact Madame um, you know exactly where to find everything he's saying. All his sources are cited. It's in English and in Hebrew. Feel free to email and we can send you back a PDF. In brief, everyone needs to remember to sell their chametz now. However, if one forgot to do the, sell the chametz and they always rely to the last night, and they think Friday is the last night, you cannot sell it on Friday night. You can probably run to the rav Friday afternoon and before shkia time. And get him and sell the chametz then, but you're pushing it because the rabbi probably sold it already. On Friday, in the regular zman that would be on erev Pesach, although it's not erev Pesach as we said, erev Pesach is on Shabbos. But we take on the regular zman, which is approximately 11:55. 
and we'd burn our chametz. The chametz that we had from Bedikas chametz, and of course all those that see to it to burn their lulav and aravis as well. The chametz that you need, the Friday night meal and for the Shabbos morning meal, should be put away somewhere very safe for children and rodents should not walk off of them. One needs to mark off all the places that is sold to the guy. Any new kalim that you bought for Pesach should be tabled on Friday before Shabbos. Generally, people see to floss and brush their teeth very well. Some even have a minute to go to the dentist before Pesach and get an official cleaning. If your insurance covers it, if it doesn't, then it's anywhere between the 75 and $350. Most good dentists, if you only have a cleaning... You don't have insurance, you want to pay the $75, we'll find a few cavities and root canals to do afterwards, so they'll make up for it. Cleaning this year of the, te- of the teeth is a little bit uh, difficult because we're going to have to eat Friday night and Shabbos morning comments. Uh, the cleaning of the house, cleaning off those who have chametz like brooms, only one broom, should clean off the whole broom, make sure there's no chametz on it. Those that have vacuum cleaners should empty their vacuum cleaner bags that they had chametz inside. One, of course, needs to go through all their pockets, which most people do in the cleaning before Pesach. Very importantly, in Chutzlaretz, in places that don't have an aidiv, that you go through your pockets before Shabbos regardless. Haircuts, nail cutting, all before Chatzais on Friday. If you couldn't, you have to shkia. Preparation of the garments, Shabbos garments, making sure that they're clean, that they're pressed, Peeling off the bubble gum from the pants that you sat on. Making sure all your buttons are fastened so the button is not hanging on one th- one thread only and there's a shayla if you can walk out with it on Shabbos. Checking your tzitzes, making sure that all your tzitzes are kosher. Should be done on Friday. The roasting of the zraya, of the usually used as a chicken neck. which we already peeled off most of the meat anyway of the chicken neck. The cooking of the egg, the boiling of the eggs for the kaida need to be done on Friday. Polishing your shoes, as I said before, the tying of tzitzis. Chareises needs to be prepared on Friday. Salt water <laughs> needs to be prepared on Friday. Um, 
someone had a container of salt and they said salt water powder just mix it with water and you have salt water it's important that the lettuce for those that use romaine lettuce for for mother are washed and dried on Friday Trumas and Meisters and that's so need to be taken on Friday if you're baking matzah make sure you took off challah and if you make challah you need to take off challah as well and needs to be taken care of before Shabbos people have a custom to check their matzahs for the seder to make sure they have whole matzahs to make sure they're not folded they have no folds, they're not puffed that has to be done on Friday because you can't do it on Yom Tov, on Shabbos, of course, not breaking off, taking off to bed. For those that measure the Kazesim, and they put it on the side, it needs to be done on Friday. Shabbos candles. We're going to light Shabbos candles, then we need to light Matzah Shabbos and Sunday night as well in the Kutzladets. One should make sure that there is nothing that needs to be done those who light in the can- with candlesticks, you should make sure they have enough blechlach, the tinfoil things, to change them from other shabbos. Someone made money, Baruch Hashem, came up with a patent of a Yaknahaz candle. Candle that has two wicks. On Matzah Shabbos, by the Seder, by the Kiddush, we're going to say Yak Nahaz. Yain, Kiddush, Ner, Havdola, Zman. First thing the Kiddush starts off with the Beri Priyagofen. Not Friday night, Saturday night, Matzah Shabbos, the Seder. It starts off Beri Priyagofen. Then we say the Kiddush of Yom Tiv. Then we make a Bairi Meri Haish. However, we do not put candles together for Bairi Meri We just look at the candles. We don't even have to wave our hands. Where are the boys go? Come here. The Shabbos Zegas. Your clocks are in your room, in your room that you're going to have your Seder. For the most part on Shabbos, it'll go off at a certain time. Because you finish your meal, you go to sleep. The Seder obviously is an hour or two longer. And therefore, you should see to it that you readjust your light, your candle, your Shabbos is your clocks, so that it goes off on time. Okay. This Shabbos is called Shabbos Agodl. And the Rav of the community 
says the Drosha, known as the Shabbos Hagodol Drosha. I'm going to try to tell the story very quickly. The story of the Yid, the Nebuch, had an inn, and he fell in hard times, and wasn't up to date on his payments. In those days, you weren't up to date on the payments, the puddits, the land, the squire, as it was known, the puddits, it's very wicked about it, and he immediately threw the person out on the street. They were lucky, if that's all they had. In many cases, the puddits imprisoned them, threw them into a ditch, into a pit, until somebody redeemed them, and the many stories of Melchizedek and his brother, watch, how they went town to town raising money for Pidyan Shvuim, the people that have gotten into such predicaments. What's for Rambek Lukhansky? What do you mean? For Rambek Lukhansky. Receipts? Plays here? The David Elliott also goes. So once that Yid had fallen behind the hard times, and um, he was in a situation. So it was Shabbos Hagadol, and he came to the Abderov. It wasn't the same Kriyas. Thank you. And he came to the Abderov, and he told, and he wanted to go in out of Shabbos to the Abderov. He wanted to go in Erev Shabbos to the Abtarov. No. I told him the Abtarov is busy. Shabbos Godel, can't see you now. So, and he said, I'll go in Matzah Shabbos. He has to get a bracha to, to save his house, save his life, save his family. Help the Rebish there. And he sat by the Shabbos Godel Drasha. And the Shabbos Gal Drasha was a very, very deep Drasha about the halachas and everything. And then the Abtarov said, the Abtarov changed a little bit speed on it with a different twist and started to talk about the Haggadah. And he said, Rabbi Isai, Vanitzakel Hashem. We say in the Haggadah, Vanitzakel Hashem, this is a time where you need to cry out and scream out to the Abishta. And if you cry out and scream out to the Abishta at that time, everything that you need will be answered. If a person, Rahman al has no money, they're being thrown out of their house. This is when you daven. You daven vanitzak al Hashem. And you call out, please make sure I have what I need. And the Abishta will answer you. <laughs> Needless to say, this Yid is sitting there in the crowd. And realizes that the doctor is speaking directly to him. Laev Yisrael knew exactly who he was talking to. You don't, you don't have thicker tape? Simcha. The doctor told him exactly what he needed to know. And lo and behold, came out the Shabbos, he didn't even bother going in, he went home. His wife said, no, 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 no. What did I say? Don't worry. It's under control. And Kachave came to the Seder and he started to scream, 
and all of a sudden there was a knock on the door. And the guy came to the door and he had two bundles in his hand. And he said, they're suspecting me of killing somebody. And they're chasing me. I'm scared for my life. These are my life savings. I'm giving you two bags. One is for you because you're watching the other bag. And you watch the other bag for me. And if I come back one day to get it, it's good. If not, keep it. And he left. Just like he came, he left. Nobody saw, nobody went. And the Yid saw... He just screamed out and the Yiddish answered him right away. And the next time he came to the Avtarov, on Chalamayid, a whole different human being now with horse, wagon, everything. And he explained about the Vanitzak Hashem. And the reason somebody told this story was because when the story was heard by somebody else, there was a fellow that needed a Shidduch. And he and his brother. And they, unfortunately, were not getting any Shaduchim. Nobody was calling them. And they heard this story. And it came to the Seder. And this Bokha started to scream at everybody. Everybody screamed that I get a Shaduch, that I find a Shaduch this year. That immediately I get my Shaduch. And the brother heard this. And the brother said, Am I chopped liver? And he also started banging on the table, scream for me as well. And so, everybody screamed for this one, and then they screamed for the second one. And lo and behold, right after Pesach, right after Yom Tov, the phone started to ring, and both boys, in a very short time, became chsanim. So, Vanitzak al Hashem Rabbi And we'll be able to say, not Lishana Abob, out of the Yisrael, but this year will be Bishar of the Yisrael. This year we will see and practice the intricate halachas of Erev Pesach Shechaldi is Bishabbos. And we'll have to take the sheep up on a Friday up onto the mountain. We'll have to spend the Shabbos on the mountain with our sheep. And we have to take the chalaf that we're going to use and we have to keep it in the wool of the sheep. And then each cut goes in and comes out and how each group goes in. And we don't roast it yet. We have to wait till after Shabbos. And the Vaylashchita has to be done before Shabbos goes out. And we will be zeichet to see it, and not just when the shalom upon him not just by saying it with our lips, and by lip service, no. Not just saying it and davening and making up and compensating for the actual karm by saying the karm, but we will actually bring the karm, made of Yemenu, mamish, 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 omen ken yehidotzeh, with Mashiach, tzidkenu, this very Shabbos, good Shabbos, and akosha, afredach, and pesach.